It is the finale of Locked On Goals for the season. Our season review, what went wrong, coaching, and maybe some hope for the future. We'll talk about all of that on this edition of Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday to everyone. Welcome to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. It is Goals Thursday for the last times this year. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering minor league hockey for a long time, over a decade. Although this past year has seemed like longer than that. Um, Don't forget, you can find this podcast wherever you get them. Uh, We're free and available. We're on YouTube, so hit the bell. And also ad-free on Amazon. So, yeah, ad-free. Woo! Who likes ads anyway? I am joined by John Broadbent, who authors Defend the Nest at Defend the Nest SD. And, John, you're probably enjoying better weather than we are these days. But, John, how you doing? That's funny you say that, because it's actually raining right now. Oh, um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good yeah um after all the rain we've had i agree <laughs> that's true that's that's yeah. some weird climate change stuff happened for you guys yeah it really has uh, but um yeah and i agree it's been a weird long hurry well hurry up and end season yeah and it, um, and it's now over <laughs> yes maybe mercifully. yes mercifully it's over and we'll talk about that in a second, but let's spend the next minute, because it doesn't deserve more than that, about the last couple of games of the season, and San Diego did not play spoilers at all. They didn't play spoilers last week against Calgary, despite having a lead at one point. The goals had a lead. They could have helped out oh. the Firebirds and did not. They could have helped out Abbotsford and did not. Both of those games... And- Oh boy! And San Jose, and San. Well, San Jose is out of it, so I don't really count that. I'm talking about playing spoilers for the other teams, which they didn't. If it wasn't for that one victory against Iowa, they would have been O for the month. Yeah, true, true. And if it wasn't for that one win, we wouldn't have had the dramatic finish of the AHL season that we did have. Uh, sorry, Sarah, your Wolves didn't make it this year. So sorry. The goals tried. They got a win. Yeah, I didn't even follow that too closely. I just saw on Twitter that they were, you know, keeping track of the score very closely. Yeah, it was... and, uh, and I'm I'm sorry, Sarah, but I was actually rooting for Rockford to get in, just because of that whole drama. It's bad, but that whole drama of like the world's going independent and just the owners kind of striking me as a. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we could talk about that later if you want, because this is an AHL. Um crossover for for um, goals Thursday but just the last two games I mean there wasn't really any takeaways from those last two games was there no okay um I wrote in one of my recaps that that last game was kind of a microcosm of the goal season and that uh they got outclassed outmuscled uh outplot well not sort of outplayed but really I guess out strategized um I mean, I don't want to say they got outplayed because Colorado did just, like, jump out really quickly. 
Like, they played like they did not want to be that fourth seed. That's their strategy, though. Like, every game the girls play against them, and I, I don't know why I forget this every time I go into the game thinking, it's the girls and the Eagles. It's a hockey game. And then I'm quickly falling asleep by halfway through the second period. Because yeah. that's what they do, is they jump out, get the lead, and then just play, clog the neutral zone, neutral zone trap, New Jersey Devils era 90s hockey, Ugh. and bore the shit out of you. Yep, that's um, exactly what it why, felt like. Yeah, and it's, they do that every time. And that's why I reacted the way I did when I saw, uh, we could talk about this later, but touching on it briefly, uh, it's been mentioned that the Eagles coach is uh, possible for the Ducks and coach next year. Yeah, anyway. it, it is possible. Um, we can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. With those two victories, Colorado did secure the number three seed. They're going to play and probably destroy the Ontario Reign. Look, I'm being honest. Sorry, Sarah, but Cal Peterson is not has not looked good. So I see Colorado winning that series easily, very easily. <laughs> but then again, you, I see Coach you say crush. Well, you say crush. I say bore them to death. So either way, we both think they're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. And just to get it out of the way, Coachella Valley should win that series against Tucson. Like, yes, without question. Oh yeah, too many guns. Yeah, yeah. There's too many guns there. Too deep in. Tucson is basically Michael Carcone and everyone else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Soderstrom pops up every now and then, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, but aside from those two guys. Uh, um, and there's a guy whose name is escaping me, but he was a tweener. He was up and down. So I'm um, assuming he's with Jan Yannick. Marcelli. Oh, Marcelli. Yeah, him. Um, who yeah. is not eligible, by the way. So, oh. Oh, okay then. Yeah, the Roadrunners, Coyotes, did a rookie mistake in not paper transactioning him. So, Oops. oops. Oh, big oops. Yeah. That's, I'm not surprised, though, because it's Arizona. <laughs> uh. Oh, you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, you didn't have to say it, but you're not wrong. Well, I still, I, I'd like to visit there someday. Just, um... I have to pretend I'm somebody else. Uh, no offense, Cody's Arizona people. Yeah, sorry, but you know this is what the you Coyotes. Probably, you do. get it. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they um, get it too. Yeah. So last two games, that's pretty much the, the whole kitten caboodle. Bored you to death. Colorado jumped out, won both games. One and, final point, though, as part of that microcosm microcosm point I was making was Jacob Perot's goal, which was be- beautiful and brilliant. And again, a microcosm of the girls' season because he finally got the hint to freaking shoot the puck then at the end of the season, late in the third period. Thank you. I've been saying that for the first 70 games. Shoot the bleeping yeah. puck. He's been trying to be a playmaker far too much this season. And this is when he finally goes, fuck it, I'm going to shoot it. And it scores. Oh, God. Yeah, that's what you should be doing all season. Freaking finally. Yeah. In a 3-1 loss, by the way. In yeah. garbage time, when the fans are already starting to cheer a little bit, like, oh, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, sorry, that's enough of that series, of those games. Yep. Yeah, we're done with that. Let's, um, actually, we're going to do this now because I know we're going to talk about this for a while. What I'm going to do is head to a break now, 
and then we'll just get into our season in review. How does that sound? Sounds good. Yeah. So we'll be back after this first intermission. Stay locked in. But first, I got to tell the fine folks about my favorite protein bar, Built Bar, which is fantastic. And for those of you that are marathon runners, Built Bar comes in several fantastic flavors. They also, by the way, John, have a maple donut bar flavor. That is delicious, by the way. (laughs) Sorry, I'm so hungry right now. (laughs) I want that. Oh, I love maple bars. I love that they actually made a Built Bar puff that tastes like it. Like, oh, I'm glad I got it. So dreams come true. (laughs) And if you want to try it for yourself, you could go to your local, uh, I think, Walmart and Sam's Club. By the way, uh, John, Sam's Club is like Costco, but not. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. A slightly smaller version? Yeah, slightly smaller, but still good. Okay. Still got some good stuff. So you can go to Walmart or Sam's Club or just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off. And there's a lot of flavors there. So check out BuiltBar.com. Once again, LOCKEDON15 is the code for Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Yeah. Let's just rip the band-aid off and let's do this. The season in review. John, before we mm. start, we know how bad this team was. Okay, we're not going to sugarcoat this. I am not going to sugarcoat this. Do you think this was one of the worst teams in AHL history? Um, definitely in goals history. <laughs> oh, it is the worst in goals history, uh... that's for sure. Um, but does that include the previous incarnations? I mean, I guess it can't because it's not the same league. Well, but, can uh, can I give you a stupid stat here? Okay. In the past 23 seasons in the American Hockey League, no team has had a worse points percentage or the lowest amount of points, not including the COVID season, lowest amount of points this millennium. Oof. And the worst points percentage, 299 out of every, every team this millennium. The goals were the worst. Because there was so much pain, I didn't actually pay attention to the points. Yeah. What was it? So the points percentage was 299. Oh. So bad. So guess what? Just like the Ducks were historically bad, the goals were also historically (laughs) bad. Do you want to hear another stupid stat? You know, I'm I'm surprised, but also not surprised by that. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is the worst points percentage. There's two teams that were almost as bad. The second worst, the 2003 Lowell Lock Monsters. Huh? Yeah, they didn't last long. And okay. right up there, the 2005 Utah Grizzlies, who were so Whoa. bad... Who were so bad they got shipped down to the ECHL. No way. So yeah. I'll, is... I'll I'll give my shout out to the Calder Farmstead who has their little section at the end of start bench ship. You start one like you start a good team, you bench another team, and you ship one team to the ECHL. The Utah Grizzlies were shipped to the ECHL. Do not do that to the goals. But <laughs> yeah. And I'm again sorry I haven't Sarah, sorry, I haven't listened to it this season, but <laughs> How many times were the girls the 
ship team this season. Every look, time? Okay. Yeah. Look. <laughs> they tried their best to try to spin some positive in a crappy season for the San Diego Ghouls. Like, I am trying so hard to stay positive at least a little bit for both the Ducks and the Ghouls. Do you know how hard it is to stay positive through all this? <sighs> oh. Hey, that's me this season because I don't know how many times I had to say the AHL does not have a draft. There's no point to tanking. Yeah, they I, are not tanking. I made the joke two weeks ago when I said the goals clinched the worst record in the league, which means they have the number one draft pick. Oh, wait, what? They don't have the number one draft pick. There is no AHL draft. Damn. I just had to keep reiterating that this is a dry year. This is a unusually dry year where Ducks drafts didn't overlap. There was too many college students, kids drafted yep. over a couple of seasons. They spent longer at college than anticipated. Meanwhile, junior kids weren't ready yet. So there was an influx of just like two to three, not even the very talented ones. And yes, as people realized, um, the very talented ones were up with the Ducks. So yeah, yeah, there wasn't enough depth of talent coming through, but there will be next year. Well, part of the reason for that, and I alluded to this earlier in the week on the Ducks podcast, is there was a couple of very bad injuries that took place in Anaheim, which dictated guys having to come up from San Diego. Uh, one of the biggest injuries this season, I for for me personally, was Jamie Drysdale. He only played five full games, and once Drysdale went down, you knew that the goals were going to lose someone on defense for pretty much the entire season. We saw that coming, right? Yeah, the defense definitely got hurt. Um, yeah, and... I guess the extreme bad luck, and I also mentioned that a couple of times this season, with having the entire defensive corps out for a while. Healy was out for pretty much the whole season. I know, that um, that hurts. You, yeah, and he was looking good to begin with. Um, he brought some good bite and physicality. Uh, Ua Levy was out for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Anderson, I don't know. That's why I've, I've done this injury report post on my site now, where I'm going to keep track of everything, because... Pretty sure Anderson got injured three or four times. So I've got a specific column that says how many times they've been injured this season. Um, yeah, so they were playing Profeka, I think, the whole season. And he was supposed to be just a like a PTO. Well, he uh, was supposed to be a PTO for maybe a few games, and that was it. Yeah. Like, I did not yeah. expect Profaka to have the role that he wound up having this season. Yeah. When and, uh, you know... I, he impressed me um, for, for, for how well he did in that capacity. Um, I was hoping he might turn into another Benoit, but don't see that happening now. No, that um, Benoit was busy up in Anaheim all season. By the way, Benoit... <laughs> no, but like the new version. Uh, by the way, something kind of weird about the Anaheim Ducks this past season, and I alluded to this before. Benoit played a lot of games for the Ducks this season. Did, did. you know that Benoit almost played all 82 games this season. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Every I didn't watch a heck of a lot of the Ducks games, but every game I watched, he was in. Yeah. Um, and I saw, I saw a lot of hate from him on Twitter. Um, I, kind of... I, don't, I don't get... I get the hate, but I really don't get the hate because of how solid Benoit was in San Diego because he's always been that mm. tweener kind of guy. 
It's funny you say that because every time I think I'm like, huh, I wonder what his stats are for the Ducks. Not that I know a plus minus isn't a reliable stat, but you know he was the leader in plus minus for the goals for the whole time he was there. Um, and then I just wonder if with the Ducks, if he's the worst. Um, uh, no, not the worst. Surprised. The worst was Ryan Strom. Ah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But Benoit was one point behind. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, look, he's always going to be a tweener guy. Like, as much as I love the guy, like Benoit Smash loves. Yeah. But he's either a top-tier player in the AHL or a depth person in the NHL. That's That's his role. So to see the goals just get decimated, and this is partial season in review, partial what went wrong. Injuries are at the forefront of what went wrong for the yep. goals. Not only because the Ducks had injuries, but because the goals. At one point, I had to read off. like um, So, you know, I do put PA for the Firebirds. By the yep. way, a huge shout out to you for mentioning me one of the games. Oh. <laughs> When he said, like, hey, I know that voice. Yeah. But it's cool to hear you. It is cool to hear you between breaks. Like, yeah. Uh, I think you're reading out birthdays or something. And I was like, oh, I, I don't think I. Like, hey, we know who that is. Yeah. But there was one game. So we have to read off the scratches pre game. And I legit had a list of nine scratches in one game for the San Diego goals. And that is just, you know, that, that's what the season has been. It's been a listing of five guys, six guys, seven guys that are scratched, most of them due to injury. Mm-hmm. And in my estimation, in my opinion, I think the biggest injury for the goals this season, I don't know if you'll agree with this, Chase DeLeo was the yes. biggest yeah. injury for the goals this season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were a lost, they were a lost ship without him. Um, you could see as soon as he came back, they they turned things around briefly. Um and could have done much better if they'd kept Grimaldi around. Um, But then Sakura, I kind of liked Sakura uh, once he settled in, and I hope they keep him around next year because they need that kind of depth and and veteran presence. Well, as you know, there's the AHL rule that you can only have six veterans around, and I would like to see Sakura stick around personally. Um, I thought he was a good piece and a competent maybe replacement for Rocco Grimaldi but I don't think there's any replacing Rocco Grimaldi let's face it Grimaldi Grimaldi on the goals is like Carcone on the Roadrunners how you have one or two guys and the rest of the team that's what it feels like right? yeah yeah Yeah, exactly Um, and then the acquisitions they made at the deadline should have been, should have happened way earlier, but um, they definitely helped as well. Like Chase Prisky, uh, I'd like them to keep him around too because the power play vastly improved after he arrived, and you can see it's got structure. They know what they're doing. Um, it's as if they knew what they wanted to do, but they didn't have the pieces. So once they got him, they're like, "Sweet, we've got a one timer on the left hand side, Sakura on the right hand side," which I think it used to be Grimaldi, um, right. and. Yeah, two options, two threats. It's pretty straightforward. I guess, should I review the forwards, defensemen, or goaltending first? Because there's a few things I want to review. Let's go top down. Go forwards first. 
Forwards first, of course. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, forwards, but where were you for most of the season? Goals forwards. Really, where were you? Rocco Grimaldi, and that was it for a while. And this was before Sakura came to the goals. And this was before Michael Delzato came back. Because Delzato started off in Charlotte. Then there was that move. And then Delzato came. Yes. Woo! He was hurt yeah. shortly. But when it was Grimaldi, I think the next best player for a short bit was Glenn Godden. Yeah, and that's just that. Like, um, every with every new season, the turnover from the previous season it takes those new guys a while to settle in. So, especially the veterans, for some reason, they just they just maybe it's us the system, um, but they just yeah, it doesn't happen right out of the gate. And Brian Tracy and Jacob Barrow didn't pick it up right away either. But my what I blame that on is Sommer not putting together on a line right away, and that. Yeah. That used to piss me off as well. I don't see why he couldn't see that they're, they're obviously best friends. They have on ice chemistry. Put them together on a line. Exactly. Um, and um, I'll give a shout out here to Sean O'Brien. First off, um, I know you've used his tableau. I've used his tableau. Sean's got a pretty good system as far as like showing the point shares and, you know, showing which forwards, defensemen, etc. make a difference, right? Yep. And for the goals table, it was always Rocco Grimaldi way out on an island and then everyone else. He was up in space, yep. Yeah, the next best player, as far as offensive point shares, was Bo Grew. Yeah, so you can see on some nights he was that either, I'd say, a combination of motivated but also just frustrated that he'd Mm -hmm. just take it upon himself. And um, it's clear that he's too good for the AHL. Um, And I, I pick it, he'll, like, that little reward at the end of the season with the Ducks. Um, I'm hoping and I'm picking that that spells the end of Derek Grant and Bogro takes the fourth line spot now. Um, <laughs> I sad to see him go. A lot of fans on the Ducks would love that. Sorry. sorry yeah, he Derek deserves Grant. it. He does. Yeah. Um, by the way, the other first line forward on the tableau, Chase DeLeo. Everyone else yep. just suffered. And that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, it was disappointing that Hannah Drew had such a terrible season too. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what happened to him. But yeah, he just sort of turned into a goat. He just sort of was like, oh, this is my role now. But it's like, no, he, you've got a wicked shot. He reverted back to what he used to be. That's really what happened. Like, he just kind of reverted back. That's a shame, too, because he was a player that I thought had come a long way, and I expected a little more from Hunter Drew as well yeah. this season. Yeah, I did. All right, well, yeah. um, we're going to head to the second break really quick, so if you don't mind sticking around talking about defensemen and goaltending, um, we'll get to that on the other side. Right first. But first, I have to talk to the fine folks about eBay Motors, which is great because for a championship for a championship team, unlike the goals, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. 
It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name, the name of the game, sure, when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win <laughs> when the right parts are guaranteed. Oh boy. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Exclusions apply. The reason I laugh through that is because there are some good fits and there are not some good fits. <laughs> um, okay. It's it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are there. For the goals, the right parts were not mm. there. There was no good fit. And this was especially Little. true. That's why I kind of segued to this. The defense, some of the parts just did not fit this team. Like you mentioned, Chase, yeah. Chase Prisky kind of fits, but there was some guys mm. that just had a hard time fitting in. Al, well, there's a lot of examples. Which one do you want to give? Well, um, the guy that Chase Prisky was traded for, yeah, Austin Strand. As soon as he came down, did not seem to want to be there. Uh, did not look like an NHL player, and which is sad because with Colton White. When he's paired with him on the Ducks, they they looked competent compared to the other pairings. You know, it's the uh, it's the last goals of the season. Like the season's done, so I don't care if I mention this. Um, I miss Austin Strand because he talked. I told you this off, but I didn't mention this. He talked to me during a game. Huh? Oh, I didn't tell you I this. Mean, oh, damn! No? All right. So goals were in Coachella Valley. This was that game where there was a crap ton of penalties and a crap ton of goals back to back to back to back to back. And I have to get every read done, right? And, yep. oh, this was the game in early February. When the goals... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, this was that 8-4 yep. just, you know, bloodbath. Yep. And there was a ton of goals. Now, I'm a good... Like, I'm good. I tape the rosters. I I tape them like right next to the glass to make sure I have the pronunciations. Even though I know all the players for the Firebirds and the Gulls, I still mm. do my due diligence to make sure I have like every name correct. And also there's no room for me like down below me. So as I'm reading the goals, in comes Austin Strand who takes a penalty. So he comes in, he recognizes me. Do you know why he recognized me? No. Because, guess, remember where he used to play? Oh, uh, It all comes together. Okay. He used to play for Ontario. Yep. So he saw me, he's like, kind of knocked, like, oh, hey. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. So I got a little bit flustered. As I was going to say the penalty, I was in the middle of saying the goal read. So when I said San Diego penalty on number two, Jake... Check that. Number two, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> and I said the correct yeah. name. So after I finished my read, he knocked, he banged the glass with the stick. And he's like, hey, bud, um, like, I know it's been a while, but my name isn't Jake. <laughs> uh-huh. 
and then, okay, maybe he did want to be there then. Yeah, and he just he just playfully talks crap for the following minute after that. Like we just kind of shot, like we just you know shot the breeze after that. Yeah, nice. And I love that if you actually watch that replay, by the way, if you watch it, you could you see, see that. that he's talking uh, to me while he's in the box. Uh, it's hilarious. It's really hilarious. So when he like looks to his left, that's me. He's talking to and giving crap to. So I'll, see, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely go back and see if I can find that game. <laughs> it, it was hilarious at the time. Uh, the sucky thing was you could hear it in the audio too. But anyway, Strand for the most part did not want to be there except for a couple of games. But yep. that's one guy that just kind of did not fit. Uh, someone else that kind of had a really hard time was Andre Schuster. Oh, uh, towards the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, I mean, and even. And even okay, I expected a bit more from Drew Hellison this this season. Um, he had one game that was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, um, and I wrote about it in my post game notes. Like he was responsible for pretty much all the goals. And my takeaway with went wrong. My takeaway with Drew this season is he was really inconsistent. Yeah, where he yeah. had some flashes of brilliance, and then a bad turnover which led to a goal. And it was his first pro year, first full pro year. So, yeah, coming out of college, it's more games. Um, can understand. Yeah, and, and rookie mistakes. It's funny because it feels, yeah, it feels like he's been around for a while, but you can already hear Ducks, Ducks fans saying, like, he should make the lineup next year, blah, blah. And I'm trying to say, like, whoa, pump the brakes because uh, he only had one full year. Slow down um, because Drysdale, yeah, but Drysdale them, will be back. Yeah. And to them, they think he's been around for for ages, but it's only been one year. No, it's been one year, guys. And yeah. also, there's a better young defenseman that I think will make the Ducks next season over Drew Hellison, and that's Olin Zellweger. Yeah, me too. I agree. Like, th- there was a poll I think that Ducks prospects put out saying, "What do you think the scenario next year is going to be?" Mitchikov, Ducks, Zellweger, goals. Zellweger, Ducks, Mitchikov, goals, or both goals. And I voted. Zellweger Ducks, Minchikov Girls, and that was the highest rated. And I was like, please, everyone agrees with me. Oh, um, I I agree a thousand percent yeah. with you on that one. Yeah. Like, there was no question. So, when I think about how the goals defense really broke down this year, there it was a revolving door of defensemen yeah. that just could not fit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I will I think give... it was the odd game where they had a. I'll give credit where credit's due. I thought Delzato did a fine job coming in. Oh, God, yeah. Um, he fixed a lot of things. The Honey Badger. He was yes, well, you, kind of a bright You can spot. always rely on him. You can always rely on him. And let me just mention that this uh, in this season review that um, Patrick Williams, two, two interactions I had with him this season. One was me pushing back on... And suggesting that his, that Briard's name was out there around the trade deadline, mm-hmm. and that the goals were crowded on defense, to which I pushed back mightily, saying, "Hell no, they're not. Um, they're playing for bit parts right now." Um, and the other thing I pushed back on uh, goes back to, oh god, I forgot it now. Um, it'll come back to me later. Yeah, um, um... but. I think this was a time where Patrick Williams wasn't really focusing on the goals, but a lot oh, of... Why, why would he? Why would he? A lot <laughs> of people really, really. were not focusing on the goals. Let's be real here. No. 
yeah, they weren't really worth watching this season. True. Sad, but true. I mean, I mean, yeah. look, we want the goals to do well and have fun because it's, it's more fun when they're good, especially with that kind of fan base they have. It's more fun when that fan base gets the hockey they deserve. Well, and further to, sorry, just going back to that point, further to Patrick Williams saying that don't be surprised if Briard's name is around rumors. Um, that does worry me that like he might get signed this offseason by somebody else because the Ducks still haven't given him a contract. No, and they um, they are dropping the ball on that. They really need yeah. to bring back Briard. I don't want this to turn into another Limoges situation. Because, um, yeah, he's doing well. And where's Limoges and- now? Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, he's in the well. playoffs. <laughs> I bet you he's going to score um, a few goals this playoff too. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. That kind of player, along with Rocco Grimaldi, um, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, um, but that also circles back to now. I understand why the Ducks are kind of handcuffed because they're at their one hundred roster, uh, one hundred contract maximum. Yep. Um, hundred or fifty? Uh, it's anyway, fifty. Um, 50, sorry. But yeah. they're at the max. Um, yeah. So they need to drop some this offseason to be able to sign these guys. Like, well, Chigal hasn't been signed either. I'll give you some good news. A lot of those contracts are going to the wayside. Bye-bye. I'd like to know which ones, though. I haven't done a deep dive. Like, who's who's coming off the books? Um, John Moore is finally coming off the books. <laughs> I feel bad for him, though. Like, it's clearly retired, I, I guess. Now. I know he's retired, but he's finally off the books. Thank God. Yeah. You know who else so, is finally off Boston. the books? <laughs> Corey Perry, finally Kiesler? off the books. Oh, okay, okay. John Klingberg, off yeah, the right. books. Kulikov, off the books. Oh, thank God. Um, so Scott, that's five. Scott Four, Harrington, five. off the books. Shattenkirk. Hey, they might keep him though. They might. Kevin Shattenkirk off the books. No, they'll keep him around. They'll keep him around. I don't know. Derek Grant off the books. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, I think they'll try to trade him at the at the draft. Um, um, Justin Kirkland off the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm not. Eh. I don't know. I haven't done a deep enough dive on who I should who the girls should keep around in terms of veterans next year. Yeah. Um, Andre Schuster because, off the books. <laughs> yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Um, and I hate to say it, but I'm sorry, Ollie. I don't think Ollie's coming back. I don't Though, think so either. The ducks giving him a game was interesting. Um, I guess as a reward for the end of being with them this time. I, I don't, don't know. know what that call um, up was. Yeah. Well, I know like it made sense to call him up because you know, give Clang and Alexander more more time because they're the ones that are showing worth for it. Yeah. Um, but it was like, huh, they're giving him a start. Does that mean they do still have him in their plans? Um, but if they do, then he's he's Tulsa bound. <laughs> like, yep. Clang Clang's a starter next year. Um, Alexander's proved that he's good enough to stick around as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, the Sorry, goal- Ollie. Yeah, the goaltending situation. I know you have talked about this at length before. Do you feel that Oleg 
caught a bad break? Um, in a way, yes. But also, that's part of being a professional hockey player is you've got to take the chances when you get them. Uh, but he seems to he seems to be an emotionally driven goaltender in that when he's up, he's up. But when he's down, he's way down. Yeah. Um, if he lets that first goal in, it, it, it affects him right away. He's he's not good after that. No, and um, it real and one game where it really snowballed was that game at Coachella, where he allowed seven goals in yeah. quick succession. Then he winds up getting hurt in that game. Yeah, he just he gets down on himself way too easily. But from what I hear, he's a really good team player, and what you can see from pictures and stuff that I've seen. Um, I think there was I think it was that Coachella game where. Uh, there was a lot of um, fracas fights and stuff happening, and mm-hmm. he was challenging somebody from the bench. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. So he's an emotional guy. Um, yeah, I, I think that was that the point. game he was challenging. I want to say John Hayden on that one. Either that or what's that guy that your captain? Hayden. Sorry. Oh, Max McCormick. <laughs> yep. Can't stand that guy. Max McCormick is such an emotional player. Like, you love him or you hate him. Hate him. All right. Funny though. Speaking of that though, um, that's kind of like this Eagles coach. If the Ducks end up hiring him, oh, I you know what? Don't we're, like. We're gonna segue that into next week. Okay. Because we're running long, so this is yes. gonna be a two part a two part finale. <gasps> Ooh, suspense for the following week. So make sure you're tuned in for that one, folks. In the meantime, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. You can follow John at DefendTheNestSD. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Next Thursday will be the actual finale of Goals Thursday for the season. Thanks all for listening and tuning in, and I appreciate y'all so much, and y'all are awesome. For John and myself, for Locked On Goals, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.